Ogumbawale for the win. Locked on women's basketball. I'm Gabe Ibrahim. I'm a WNBA reporter for Her Hoop Stats and Winsider. And I'm here alongside Amy Audibert. Amy uh, is a WNBA analyst. Uh, she has called games for the Atlanta Dream in the past. She calls games for many places. And she's a Miami alumni, just like myself. So, Amy, how are you doing? On uh, We'll pull back the curtain a little bit. It is a Sunday night when we're recording this. How are you doing on the Sunday night? I'm great. I think that we've had a wonderful slate of W games the entire week. It's been a big blur and hard to keep up with a little bit, right? There's so many all the time, but it has been, I'm really excited where the season is right now. We're basically at the midway point of the WNBA season, which sounds insane because it feels like yesterday the season was starting and also feels like three years ago when the season was starting. But we are what we're like 11 games in and that's just about the midway point of this 22 game season. So Seattle's played 11 games. They're midway through the season. So what we're going to do today is we're going to rank these teams. Oh yeah. We're doing power rankings. Um, we're going to rank all 12 teams. We're going to try to get through it in a speedy fashion to make sure that uh, we can, we can hit everyone's team and no, give no one short shrift. So here's how we're going to do this. I'm going to kind of give, my power rankings and Amy's going to dispute them. If we give both our power rankings, it might get confusing for uh, you listening because then it's just like a bunch of people saying a bunch of teams names. But the way I do power rankings is tiers. So there are going to be groups of teams in these tiers. And when I say a team is in a tier with another team, that means those two teams are similar enough that I can't really make, there's not a substantial difference between those teams to me. You can flip flop the rankings in between tiers as much as possible. Don't worry, I did cop out. I did put teams in slots, but uh, within tiers, I'd say those teams are largely similar. If teams are in different tiers, that means to me that there's a substantial difference between let's say tier one and tier two. So let's start off at the top and this will make it all pretty clear for you how I did this. Uh, Tier one is a one team tier. And that team is the Seattle Storm. They have been uh, flat-out incredible so far this season. They are beating teams like crazy. Uh, they have beat. They have won their last four games or five games now by at least 18 points each, and they really haven't been that close today. They beat up on the Connecticut Sun, who were having a resurgent week, 95-72. to 72. Uh, Brianna Stewart got really mad that we picked Asia Wilson over her for MVP last week, and she had MVP week. Um, they lead the league <laughs> yes. in offensive rating, defensive rating, and net rating. So I imagine there's no uh, – there, is there an argument here at one? Not at all. No, that was the easiest. And the, the other thing I will add on to that, which, which I was thinking today when I was watching them um, kind of smoke Connecticut, mm-hmm. was – which I didn't, I didn't think they were going to smoke Connecticut um, – was that Natasha Howard still hasn't been like her complete stud – that we know that she can be or that she is actually. But I think part of it is last year she had to maybe play a bigger role with, yeah. with Stewie and, and Sue Bird out and just in terms of like who's on the court. So I don't think she's not playing well. I just don't think she's in her full potential yet just to add a letter, another layer to where that team's going to finish off. I think this year right now it's, it's hard to see them looking back at all. Yeah, and Sue Bird was also injured for part of this stretch. But today – both of those players played really well. Subert had 13 points, 
uh, three assists, five of 11 shooting for her. Natasha Howard had kind of a breakout game that we've been waiting for her to have. Yeah. 12 points, 11 rebounds, two blocks, three steals, just depot. Reminding everybody that she was defensive player yeah. of the year last year. Um, yeah. the, S- Seattle might make the season a little boring by the end of it because they're so good. I, they, uh, Washington was excellent last year. Seattle's better this year. Um, and we probably will do a podcast at some point about how amazing this team is when we get all the historical data at the end of it. All right, now things get interesting. Um, in tier two, I have two teams. And this was my hardest, this was the hardest thing I had to do was to sort out these two teams in my second tier. And remember, I think these teams are very similar. There's no substantial difference between them. Um, I picked the Los Angeles Sparks at number two and the Las Vegas Aces at number three. Both in tier two. To me, these are the two teams that can challenge Seattle for a title as things stand right now. Las Vegas has the second best offense in the league and the third best defense. They are second in net rating as well. The, um, I mean, yeah, it was Vegas. Los Angeles is uh, third in net rating. Um, I'm putting Los Angeles in front of Las Vegas mainly because of star power. Uh, I think we, we, I, I've gotten into this a couple times that I just don't think you're going to be able to out scheme, outsmart, or, you know, in, in any way, like get around the fact that you don't have as much talent as Seattle does. So I need star power. I need people who have won in the finals. I need people who have been there and done it before. And Los Angeles has all those people where Quanah Williams playing great. Obviously, Kansas Parker's an MVP throwing up the U. We're getting a Kane mention on this podcast. You know it. Bebe's playing amazing lately. She has she has six women written all over her. Uh, Candace Parker's an MVP candidate. Neka Gumake's looking really nice. Chelsea Gray's doing Chelsea Gray things. That is the team to me that can challenge Seattle uh, at the top. So what do you have? Did you have what was your two three? Yeah, so same two teams, but reverse okay. order. I mean, this oh, okay. week I do have Vegas at number two and Los Angeles at number three. Um, I'm going to jump on you a little bit about the star mm. foul. I agree with you with the star power, but what happened with the star power last year? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There right. was a complete implosion. So what makes – and I'm asking you, what makes you think that things are different this year? Candace Parker's healthy. Um, I think that makes Derek Fisher kind of take a – I mean – no offense, Derek Fisher, although he can take offense to a lot of the things I've said about him. Um, Derek, you know, it kind of makes him take a backseat. You know, Candace Parker's a coach. She, she's the person in charge. <laughs> what she says goes. And I think he's doing – and Derek Fisher, too, is credit, is doing a nice job managing people's minutes, making sure people are in the game, making sure the system is allowing a lot of players to succeed and not at the expense of, of draining your stars of power. Um, and I also just think, you know, this is the same group that – that won those titles plus Simone Augustus and she's not, she's not going to be a problem. I think she's also being a really good glue person in that locker room. So I think they, they just have a better chemistry mix. They have one more year with Derek Fisher and you know, to me, it's just the biggest difference is Candace Parker's healthy. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I just, I keep going back to yeah, I know, I what know. happened in the playoffs last year, because to me, that wasn't a, that was about health. That was player coach clash. Mm-hmm. And I, I love Derek Fisher last year when I had the chance to speak with him, when they were in Atlanta a couple times, he was always great to chat with. Um, so it's just, we'll see what happens. But 
Um, I think for Vegas, this is a huge mm-hmm. week for them coming up, right? You look at the schedule and this week they have Chicago, Connecticut, Seattle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've had a little bit of a lighter schedule. Um, I still have them at number two because they're still eight and two. They still had a right. three and a week. Uh, but this week, like, let's have this conversation about what Vegas did last week. And I mean, really, I, when Cam Beige didn't come back, you're kind of like, uh, we'll see. And then when, when Kelsey Plum went down with her Achilles, you're like, oh, they're in trouble. Um, Angel McCautry has, has stepped yes. up big time. Um, I didn't get to call Angel last year because she sat, she was out the whole season. Uh, obviously, you know, she's a, a great basketball player, but then that type of injury in her career, uh, you're not sure what she looks like when she comes back. And mm-hmm. so I think uh, she's a huge reason why right now Vegas is sitting at number two because, because Asia Wilson, I still say, yeah, she's one of the top MVP candidates. Like oh, for sure. she, she doesn't have the ball in her hands, right? Like she's not a, she's not a guard. So she has to get the ball. She has to be set up for success and she completely dominates when she has it, which is amazing. But um, it's hard when your star players at four or five, to win basketball games just based on that. Right. And so she's, Hey, they're eight and two and she's had a nice crew around her, but um, you know, I also have, I have Los Angeles at number three. Um, they had an easier schedule this week, right? New York, Washington, yep. and Indiana. But I, I made a note of this. They also won all three of those games by an average of just over 15 points per game. So they mm-hmm. did what they were supposed to do. And right. Brittany Sykes was the only player to register over 30 minutes in those three games. So their bench is averaging almost 30 points, 34 points per game. They're doing what they're supposed to do. They're taking care of business. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing. So that's why I have them up there as well. Yeah, no, I, I totally see. And shouts to Jackie Young, who's having a big yes. week. In the, they're 7-0, by the way, in the last seven games. They're on a seven-game yep. win streak. Yeah. So um, She's been playing great in that stretch. She's showing a lot of growth. She's becoming that number one pick that they need her to be. And like you said, Chicago-Las Vegas, that is like my favorite game in the league. Um, It's always such a fun game to watch. And those two teams like really, really don't like each other. But hold on. I'm just going to jump in. Sorry. Uh, Cambage and Dolson, right? Like that's the game within that game. And so that's not going to be there. I'm excited to see um, what happens. And and Sidney Colson has jumped over to the other side, right? This was a Vegas ace who is now with the sky. So uh, yeah, definitely always circled on my calendar, but it's going to be hard to have the same expectations of what we saw Mm -hmm. last year in that matchup. No, I totally agree. Um, All right, let's, uh, we're going to get into our tier two, and I mean, tier three, well, for me, tier three through six preview spoilers, there's, there's six, there's three more tiers. Um, but the, we want to also remind you that this is a family show. There's, there's, there's five other shows here. We have our Monday show uh, on Tuesdays. You're going to hear Eric Ayala break down social justice. Last week, she changed it up on us um, and talked more, a little bit more about the wobble tea, which was a great episode. I hope you all heard it. Wednesday, Lindsay Gibbs can be breaking down the team. Then on Thursday, Eric Ayala is back, breaking down the wobble tea, most likely. And then on Friday, Howard McDell will have your Friday conversation. So make sure you are subscribed, you are rating, and you are reviewing Locked On Women's Basketball on your favorite podcast app. And before we get to the rest of the power rankings, we also want to remind you that uh, our show is brought to you by DoorDash, which is going to become my best friend because my fiance left for her parents' house for three weeks to help out her parents and I'm stuck here by my own. So I'm going to be using DoorDash pretty much every week. DoorDash is the 
app that brings you food you are craving right now right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be safely left outside your door with our new contactless delivery drop-off setting with over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, Canada, Amy, and Australia. You can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Ooh, I could go for a cheesecake. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your door will be left. Your food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities where we operate safe. So right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fee on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED ON. MBA. Don't forget that code locked on MBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. DoorDash. Dope. I use it all the time. We all do because we've all been stuck in our house for like six months. Uh, now let's get into the, the meat, the, the meat here of um, the WNBA power rankings, at least mine. So I have a tier three here. That's three teams. I think this is slightly controversial because I considered making this four teams. Um, but my third tier is three teams. It starts with the Chicago Sky at four, at four, the Phoenix Mercury at five, and the Minnesota Lynx at six. And I feel really, really the, – the one – so I, I just changed the entire order of this group as I was doing that DoorDash ad because I had, I had Chicago – I just don't know what to do with these three teams. I think any one of them can – make it to the finals. I also think any one of them can implode in the playoffs. But I have Chicago first just because I love their continuity. I love Courtney Vandersloot. I love Allie Quigley. So I'm, I'm going to put them up there. I think their bigs are playing really well as well. Phoenix talent goes back to what I was saying about Los Angeles. They just have so much talent. And Skylar Diggins-Smith is playing great. Brittany Griner is doing an excellent job. Diane Taurasi is back from injury. We saw her today Look, looking good. Uh, not 100% clearly, but – looking good. And I think she will get up to hundred percent at some point this season. And in Minnesota, I hate having them at six because they're, they're playing really well right now. And the piece of Collier, uh, Sylvia Fallis has a calf injury. That's kind of why I have them at six right now. Um, she has a calf injury and I'm worried about her, her health for the rest of the season. And the piece of Collier looked amazing on Saturday. Uh, and she was, she was getting in the post. She was doing all the piece of Collier things. Odyssey Sims is back. Odyssey Sims looks in good shape. So I feel bad about having Minnesota at six. But so what do you, do you have problems with uh, Chicago, Phoenix, Minnesota in that order? Uh, I have Chicago, Minnesota, Phoenix. And okay. then my toss up, to be honest, was, was Connecticut, Phoenix. So mm-hmm, in my mm-hmm. tier, I'd also put Connecticut in there. Uh, yeah, Chicago for all the reasons. And also, like, I didn't see the final box today, but they have been shooting really bad from long range. And they're yeah. still... <laughs> They're still that they finished two and one on the year on the sorry on the week. They're still all the way up there, um, but so Minnesota, uh, I put them again on top of Phoenix because I also think Crystal Dangerfield is like having yeah. a really good year uh, season so far. But is she your rookie of the year? If you had to pick um, right now, if I had to pick right now, she'd be up there. I always say okay. like I think you've got to have. So I was one of those people that really stressed last year when I came, when it was my time to vote between Enrique and, and Nafisa, okay. right? I was the one that literally was like calling everybody um, 
just like picking people's brains because I didn't want to cheat somebody. You know, I, while it was right. one vote, I, I really, it was important to me. Um, it came down, I wanted to see the last couple weeks of the season, you know, and I, and I say like, I, I ended up voting Nafisa because she just checked every single category all season. Mm-hmm. So I hate kind of having these conversations at this point in the season, but yeah, okay. she's definitely a front runner. But um, I, I guess the reason why, I know you say you hate putting Minnesota at six, but here's the thing. When you look at Minnesota, you look at their last four games. They beat the Liberty by 30. They beat Washington by 20, which teams that are struggling. But then they lost to Vegas by 10. They lost to the Sparks by 16. And you've got to compete in those games, right? If you mm-hmm. want to be in the top four of the league, like you've got to win those games. But you certainly can't. They can't be double-digit losses. Yes. And so there's where Minnesota did kind of fall underneath Chicago to me. But um, – Phoenix after today like they didn't look great today at all and uh, I mean I know that Dallas looked really special but I thought that at the end of that game man Phoenix made some turnovers that were uh, I wasn't expecting from them Mm -hmm. so um, (laughs) I did my rankings after that (laughs) and then and Connecticut I was actually about to jump Connecticut over Phoenix but uh, they they got destroyed today (laughs) they got destroyed today but they like it kind of just goes back to how good Seattle is right now because Connecticut was feeling good coming into this game and they stuck with them right like for a while it wasn't uh yeah second half it was was a boat race yeah but anyways I think you're I, I think I'm I'm not like disagreeing too much with you, but I do have Minnesota over Phoenix. Okay, so my here's why I had Phoenix. It it goes back, and I, I kind of mentioned this, just talent. Like Phoenix lost to Seattle by six points. That that is the team that got within single digits. Like in the past four games, Seattle has won by 23 against Connecticut, 18 against Dallas, 37 against Atlanta, 18 against Chicago. Who is who is our fourth team? Both of our four teams on this power rankings. So for for Phoenix to be able to to reach that ceiling of where they could compete with Seattle makes me put them ahead of um, Minnesota, Connecticut, um, and I almost put them ahead of Chicago. But I, like I said, Whoa. I have a. Little, I, I, I I told you like it, it was. But a they little, lost was, to Dallas today, right? And those are the games that you have when you were in that middle pack. You've got to win the games okay. against the lower tier teams, but I mean Dallas. You know they're they're. Doing Enrique bad was games. insane. I, I know. I hear it. I hear it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, when Enrique is making like fall away twenty footers and you know, off a step back, like okay, like or you're gonna lose. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, are, are you like? Are we are we shocked or surprised? No, but uh, <laughs> this she, is who she is. <laughs> it's just sometimes you know you run into you run into a team that. Um, they need to win. They need to win, and they're gonna get it because they yeah. they absolutely needed it more than you. I, you know, I get what you're saying. Though. did today though, like she intercepted passes on the defensive yes. end, and that is not like yes, those are great defensive plays by her, but actually they were just bad passes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Passes. So at some point, like to be like that's where okay. So here's our here's our here's our first fight game. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like yeah, like I'm definitely putting Minnesota on top of Phoenix right now. And I always say this, and I'm not scared to say this. I am I am obsessed with Diana Tarazi. And mm-hmm. my gosh, by the way, side note, that Brittany Grinder piece that ran at halftime I know. was freaking insane. How yeah. did I miss that? Like, am I, I like, never heard of that? Okay, I was like, man, I, I guess I'm uh, like out of the loop big time. Like I didn't had no idea. Like I'm sitting at home during quarantine and Brittany Griner's out there and rescuing people. Yeah, like, 
yeah, I absolutely love that team. And yeah, when you want to talk about star power, Phoenix, like, hello. But I still have Minnesota over top of them right now. I understand. I think Minnesota's defense is great. And I love their they have a they have a they have a cleaner, you know, middle. Like they will they will not they will not hit their floor. Phoenix is in danger of always hitting their floor, right? Like they're one injury away from being like a bad team. Um, but I just, I, I'm a ceiling guy. You know, I think you have to look at the, when you're looking at these teams um, at, as, as championship contenders, you kind of have to look at what they can be rather than what they are. Um, but let's go, let's, let's wrap up on the, this sort of meat part of the, of the WNBA power rankings by hitting Connecticut. Um, Connecticut's my seventh team. They're in a tier by themselves because I really don't know what to do with them. Yes. Uh, so they lost five <laughs> games to start the season. Now they have won four of their last six. However, they got stomped, as I mentioned, by Seattle at, by 23 points today. And they shot 15% from three-point range. Um, they look at times like a very good team. Like they beat Chicago uh, uh, this week. They, they, they beat Chicago pretty cleanly. Um, so that at times you see the idea of it and you see the ceiling and you're like, wow, this team, you know, Dewana Bonner, Alyssa Thomas, like, the, you know, this defense, the defensive ceiling is so good. Jasmine Thomas, when she's playing well, she's playing well. The thing is when Jasmine Thomas is not playing well, this team completely collapses on both ends of the court. And you can't like this happened in the finals last year against for them against Washington, where it basically just came down to, is Jasmine Thomas going to be aggressive on offense? If she is, they're going to be in the game at the end. If she's not, they're not going to be in the game at the end. I don't like that they have to rely on that. Even though I love Jasmine Thomas, it's just it's, so, it's, it's a big weight on her. And I don't entirely understand why. Do you, do you think I'm like overreacting to kind of the stats of when they lose and when they win with her? Um, I don't think that. Connecticut is all about Jasmine Thomas. Like they can't be and they're not. Yeah. Like I because of you look at the pieces. I hear what you're saying, especially that position, right? You have to have yeah. um at least stability at the point guard position. But uh I think so first of all, when you look at the 0 and 5 start, you've got to like I, I understand they they acquired the Wada Bonner. Um they didn't have Brian January uh off mm-hmm. the tip, so take that off the table. They, they're, not, they're playing without John Quell Jones. They lost Courtney Williams, and they lost Shakina Strickland. Those are like yeah. mega, in terms of roles and puzzle pieces, I think Courtney, Courtney Williams is one of the better guards in the league. I think Shakina Strickland is one of the best shooters in the league from mm-hmm. long range. So that's going to be a huge adjustment. So when they start 0-5, right now they're 4-7, so they are starting to pick it up a little bit. Yeah. You know, am I going to – I hear what you're saying in terms of the trend, but I don't believe that that's the, the end all for Connecticut. So right. I also actually have them at 7. It's funny because, like, hey, we didn't talk about this before. Yeah, so no, it makes didn't. me – you know, like, I, I had them at 7, but they are a team that I had them at 7. Had that game been closer today or had they won it? They would have bumped up because I do think they're they are trending upwards, uh, yeah. but I mean like last year when they were winning at half they were like twelve and zero right this year mm-hmm. they're just not winning it because of what they lost like they just it's and they're playing a lot more now through Jones through Brianna Jones which is a different yeah. type of player right big back to the basket big body play so that's an adjustment 
And so I think um, when, I, I think as the season quickly progresses here, like you said, we're almost halfway through. Yeah, I think I, I can see them finishing in the top six um, going into playoffs. And then Kurt Miller is a genius. So we'll see what yeah. uh, they look like. I wouldn't want to play Connecticut in the playoffs. Yeah, and I say they're enigmatic because they did, they kind of did the same thing last year where they got off to a great start and then they had that game against Washington and they lost by, I think, 43. And um, then Atlanta beat them. Yeah. And then Atlanta <laughs> beat them. Yeah. And they went like, oh, and they went like, they lost like four of their next six right after that. But, you know, coming back in the finals, they weren't losing by 43. They were in that series. They were, they were, they were really close at the end to winning a championship against Washington. So maybe, I mean, this team just kind of, it, it's going to look different every day. And they, yeah, it, like, again, you, you just can't stress what they lost. And it's no right. disrespect to what they acquired but what they lost was huge. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's a little bit inconsistency in Connecticut is kind of making us bring the ranking down. Although I do think they have a very high ceiling. Like, you know, if, if you woke up of all the teams, honestly, between four and seven, actually, let's do this. Which one of these teams between four, four and seven quickly, would you say could win a title? Like most likely to win the title out of the, out of that group. I'm still rock. You know what I'm going to say. I'm still rock with Chicago. Okay. I mean, Vander Sloot, like Quigley, uh, Parker, like, I mean, uh, by the way, Kalia Copper, KFC, Kalia yeah, KFC. Copper. And we're not even, we haven't even mentioned my girl yet. Diamond, right. She's yeah. just, you know, she's just not she's, she's crazy yet. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, like I'm just, I'm, in terms of like one through, you know, seven or eight, I, I gotta rock with them. Okay. I'd say it's probably Phoenix, but then I might say it's Connecticut. Um, so we'll 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 get in at some point. We'll hash all all this out um, when we get closer to the playoffs. But before then, you got to have a healthy snack. I mentioned DoorDash earlier, but you need some healthy snacks in the house because DoorDash it, it can you know it takes some time to make the food and get it to you, so you might get hungry in that time. And we had the perfect snack for you. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The New, improved Built Bar. They have 18 amazing flavors. There's six new ones. Uh, there's a cookies and cream one, which I'm really, really excited for because I've had Built Bars in the past. So they have, they have six new amazing flavors. They are great for the health-conscious guy or gal. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging on a delicious treat. Great for after workout. Great for uh, your midday snack as well if you're in the house and you just kind of – you want something that's not a sandwich – like me, I have a sandwich every single day. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and they're great for a keto diet. If you're doing that, good for you. So they have a, they are offering a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. This is probably only gonna last for a week. So if you want it, go get it. You go to built, you go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on, and you will get $10 off your next order. Use that promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. Okay, so now let's talk about some teams that could use a built bar. Uh, bottom of the league, I got two tiers here. Uh, my fifth tier starts uh, with uh, is three teams deep, and it's uh, Dallas at eight, DC at nine, Indiana at 10. So Dallas, uh, I might be a little bit skewed by today's win over Phoenix, but I think that's uh, when you can beat a when you can beat a really good team that matters to me a lot. Uh, like like we were talking about above uh, with the rest of the good, with the rest of the good teams. If you're a bad team, you can be a good team. That shows me a lot. I really love what Arike is doing this year. Um, 
obviously we know what she can do. It's not like she's doing anything different. Uh, she's just kind of, you know, let go of some of her isolation possessions and replace them with some spot-up possessions. She still needs to work on becoming a, an efficient spot-up shooter, but she's really um, putting in that work in the last four games. Um, and I think she will be just fine uh, as a spot-up shooter. I hope that, you know, we kind of can see, can see her doing that more. Um, but, man, she's just a running back getting down to the rim. I put DC at nine just because they were really good at one point this season. So, you know, hell, you never know. They could, they could end up being very good if they get Ariel Powers back. They did make a roster move by releasing um, uh, Essence Carson. Carson. Yeah, Essence, Essence Carson, which is sad because she – I think she's still a really good player. She just didn't really fit what this team was doing. And with the season kind of slipping away, I think they want to go younger. So they signed Sug Sutton from the University of Texas, who they drafted and then released. And now she's back on the team. Um, they're really hurt in D.C. If they get healthy, I think they can be good at some point. Not the team that beat Seattle earlier in this year. If that is Seattle's only loss this year, man, that is going to be a story to tell about how good Washington was at the beginning of this year. Hopefully they can come back. I put Indiana at 10th, and I think Indiana's a good team. Um, they're really good offensively. I think they're still they're still in the top three of offensive rating. No, they've fallen off to sixth. Wow, they've had a rough week. Um, they've fallen off to sixth in offensive rating. They have the league's second worst defensive rating, though. Um, and I just think, you know, their defense is really bad. And I think it's – Tara McCown's just not there. She hasn't taken that step forward. She's kind of having a sophomore slump. Um, and that's kind of why I have them at, at, at 10, because Tara McCown's more or less the star of this team and need her to be a little bit better for them to move up. Um, so any disagreement there on those rankings? So I do have Dallas at eight as well. I think they're the best okay. in that lower tier. Um, they, their roster is – they've got some studs, and they're just going to mm-hmm. continue to get better. And I also like – Marina getting the start today, the Notre Dame connection. And that was awesome. Um, And it worked. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? Is like just a lot of fire and they don't, they're playing without uh, some stars too, right? Right now with Mm -hmm. injuries with Satu and and Mariah Jefferson. So I I actually wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise if they did win a couple more games, but I definitely have the top up there, uh, the top of the bottom. Um, and then I have, um, I have Indiana at nine and then I put Washington at 10 just because, um, and this is why, uh, Indiana, like you said, they're not getting enough from McCowan. They don't have Erica Wheeler yet. I hope she's able to jump in there and, um, can, you know, like you look at Indiana, they, every year I'm like, they're going to have a better year this year. Um, obviously a coaching change this year for them and stuff, but I just, I have a hard time. I just don't know why they're they're not winning a couple more games, but because of the the veterans on their roster, but, uh, and then Washington, the reason why I went Indiana over Washington is because Washington is now in a position where they're getting emergency waivers for injuries. They're cutting Mm -hmm. a veteran in Essen Carson's like what, and I don't know exactly what's happening behind the scenes down there, but these are not, these are more like, um, emergency situations for a team yeah. that just went 0-4 this week. Yeah, they and also signed so, Stella Johnson. Sorry yeah. from the last time. I forgot to say that. She, yeah. They signed Stella Johnson, and the next day she played 20 minutes. Yes. So it's it's just – if we're talking about ceilings, it's just why I put the edge to Indiana over yep. Washington because they are they did not have a good week, and it's 
I mean, yes, they could turn it around, but um, I don't know what the return for Ariel, Ariel Powers is. I don't know if yeah. you've heard anything, but I don't uh-huh. think it's going to be great uh, just with the roster changes that they've done. So, um, yeah, and just that was my not a huge disagreement, but a small one. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think that's I think it's very fair. I struggle with that decision. Shouts though to Kelsey Mitchell. We have not talked about Kelsey Mitchell yes. enough on this podcast. But that's She's what I'm saying with Indiana. Like right, got yeah. these players and it's like both Kelsey and Tiffany and Nata Chanwa and mm-hmm. Candace Dupree, who I love. I, I absolutely love Candace Dupree. So it's like, guys, look fun. Like, let's win a couple more games, you know? Yeah. Sorry, but if they get awesome. if they get nothing else out of the season other than Kelsey Mitchell is is a is a more efficient shooter that's a big success for them because her and Tierra McCown are kind of the future of this, of this program, um, of this team franchise, whatever you guys understand what I'm saying. Uh, let's move to the bottom, bottom, my last tier. Uh, we don't have to spend a ton of time here and we don't have a ton of time. So that's good. Uh, my last two teams in tier six are Atlanta and Nueva York, the New York Liberty. Um, both teams I like I like certain aspects of what they're doing. Um, however, they're just like not very good. They're both so Atlanta's negative fifteen point four in net rating. Uh, New York is coming in at negative sixteen point five net rating. Those are the two worst in the league, and that is no other team is below negative five point six. So they are clearly the bottom of the of the barrel here, um, and it's really because they're missing you know, two amazing rookie players in Kennedy Carter for Atlanta and Sabrina Agnescu for uh, New York. Um, it's sad because, you know, with those two players, maybe it's a little different. Maybe it's not in terms of where they end up on the rankings, but they probably look a little bit better. I think both teams, um, to their credit, are showing a lot of fight. And I think that's, uh, that's kind of what's important here. And I think Atlanta is also finding out some stuff about themselves. You know, I think Courtney Williams getting back in the groove. I think um, Benaja Laney, has been a revelation. I think she should be in the consideration for most improved player of the year. And I think in New York, you also got, um, you know, Kia Nurse getting healthy and Manzali B playing really well. I think Kia Stokes is kind of the surprise there that's um, showing them that she should be a part of the program. So any, anything on those two teams you want to hit? Um, I'd say more to have Atlanta than I have New York, but uh, yeah. I, I, Atlanta, listen, struggled last year. Yeah. And obviously not having Tiffany Hayes or Renee Montgomery playing right now was coming into the season. But listen, they they built their roster this year with the expectation to compete right away. And I mean, bringing in Shakina, bringing in Courtney, Mm -hmm. drafting Kennedy, which you take off the table right now because she's injured, not available. But uh they, I think they've got some great pieces, and it, it's it's frustrating um, that and t- Chicago's a tough matchup for them right, right. today. But uh, they just had a they had a rough week. They 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 should be competing a bit more. They should be winning more games. Uh, this week's huge for them because now they've got Washington twice, which they should be able to compete with if not get a couple wins there. They've also got Los Angeles and they've got Minnesota. But I'll tell you right now, that organization did not feel that they would be in the bottom two at this point. I don't believe they did. And they shouldn't be. I think they got some fantastic puzzle pieces. And yes, Kennedy Carter out doesn't, does not help them at all. But that's not the answer either, right? That's not the one answer. They've right. got some great basketball players on that roster. So I think if, if, if I picked one team that I think is going to like kind of 
clicked up a bit okay. here quickly, it would be Atlanta. Good. I, I, I was actually going to ask you, so your, your pick too. So we have, we have Dallas, D.C., Indiana, Atlanta, and New York, and are kind of like, well, bottom of the barrel teams. And which one of those teams can um, move up? And, I mean, one of them is going to make the playoffs. So if you had to pick one to make the playoffs – yeah, uh, so right now it's Dallas. Like, I think that yeah. they, are, they are the better team on the top. But it, it's interesting. It's Dallas, but Dallas still has some young, young players mm-hmm. where Atlanta is – they have some experienced players. So I think if Atlanta can have a really good week and gain some momentum, they might compete for that the, at that last playoff spot. That really wouldn't surprise me. I, I agree with you. I think Courtney Williams uh, – she's just kind of getting into the swing of things too. Um, I think she's now – she's also like – she got there – and her role was something, and then Kennedy Carter got hurt, and now her role is a little different. So it's kind of it's, – it's all like a little bit of getting used to the situation. So I do think – I'm with you. I think they're a team that can move up. Uh, for me, uh, I'm sticking with D.C. I'm in D.C. You know, I cover this team. Like, I'm, I'm down with Mike Tebow. Let, let's – Ariel Powers is going to come back. They're, they're going to they're gonna ramble, bam, bam. Maisha Hines-Allen is going to be really good again. Um, and Emma Meesman is going to stop missing bunnies. If she misses one more in the paint, I swear to God, I'm going to throw my TV out the window. But um, I, I, I do – I like – there's aspects of all of these teams that I like is the point. And that means we're getting some really good basketball. And that's, like, the whole point, right? Like, we're watching some good basketball. Um, I, we have to stop with the blowouts. Like, teams have to get stop getting blown out. Like, you have to put up a fight. Um, I think they will going forward. I think teams are going to figure it out. Uh, and stop getting blown out. Okay, yeah, I we. Think, I will say though, this, this week to me, it just this separation right now. We're just yes. we are starting to see those teams that are at the top and maybe the middles that can make a push. But this week to me was about that 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 separation. Hopefully, hopefully next week is a little bit more congealing, a little bit more. We get we get a little bit more confusion. So we're we're disagreeing. We're sparring a lot more on our on our power rankings whenever we do this again. But we have gone on longer than we should have, which is awesome because that means we were talking about good stuff. And you can always hear people, again, talk about great stuff on this podcast feed. Again, to me, Gabe Ibrahim, Amy Otterberg on Mondays. You can follow us on Twitter at Gabe underscore Ibrahim. You can follow Amy on Twitter at Amy Otterberg. We are the Miami Monday crew. Tuesday, you got Erica Ayala. She will also be on Thursday. One of those days was on focusing on the WNBA social justice initiatives. The other day we'll be focusing more on the basketball sort of um, same thing we're doing just a little later in the week. Wednesday, Lindsay Gibbs will be giving you a team, a, a, a microscope on one team in this league with a great guest. And then Howard McDell on Friday will be bringing you a guest for the Friday conversation. So just make sure you're subscribed on, your, on whatever podcast app you have. It'll show up. You'll download each of the shows. You can leave us a rating and review. Tell us what we're doing well. Tell us what we're doing bad. But remember, only leave us five-star reviews. That's, that's, that's all you got to know. Five-star reviews, and then we'll love you forever. Uh, so please have a wonderful rest of your week. Have a wonderful rest of your Monday. And we will hopefully see you be hearing us again next Monday. And thanks for joining us. 